0: in the loop with chris zach and alex lupica
1: hey there welcome to in the loop quick reminder for you to rate the show on itunes and soundcloud maybe leave a friendly or constructively critical comment and also be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at in the and before we get started here i want to tell you about geico when shopping for car insurance consider this geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years so if you're serious about savings it's simple go to geico.com after 75 years they know how to save you money all right, here we go, time for a podcast, back from a brief summer hiatus, and Kloop, you find yourself in a, in a very big lull right now because you are in between jobs. Yeah, I believe they call
0: it garden leave in the
1: business, so I am, uh, I'm in between
0: jobs. I've basically been off for like a week and a half now. But I will say that the joy of vacation is starting to get ruined by the heightening anxiety of beginning a new job. So we're like five days away from that. Beginning so. a
2: new job is great. Did you get to be the new guy? Everybody's talking about you, everyone wants to talk to you. It's, God, but it's tough, man. You're going to be the brand new show pony in the office. And I've decided that
0: I'm going to make an effort to be nicer to my coworkers this time around. I'm going to really show the personality.
1: I don't know if any of this is going to happen, but it's It's all in my head. No. It's a real opportunity to reinvent yourself, Chris. Completely. You can be whoever
0: you want in this office. Monday, June 4th is the first day of the rest of my life. So really excited. And you've had uh, a couple
2: of those, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a while there where it was every day, but, um, yeah, looking forward to the new gig. The, the the vacation thing is cool. It's tough. You really have to kind of try to make plans because obviously most people are not around during the day. So today I really did not do much. Except I went to the doctor this morning and got a tetanus shot in my left shoulder. So I'm playing
1: hurt. How are you finding stay-at-home life? Because this is something, you know, when we were kids I was like, you know what? Chris could really just settle into that nice. He would be a great stay-at-home dad. I always thought you that. You said him. that last week. Did I say that last week? Yeah, you did. Well, I've said it for a long time, (laughs) then, it appears.
2: Yeah.
0: It's a consistent theme, you felt. Yeah.
1: Um, I agree, first of all.
0: My personality fits really nicely with the stay-at-home lifestyle. Um, But... But eventually, man, you gotta have something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and sky isn't enough. The dog is not. No, sky is starting to drive wood. sky when you
0: ever I have her all day. Sometimes oh, no. it's like by the end of it, we're starting to get on even. Oh, sky no. <laughs> and I are starting to get on each other's nerves. So you are starting to annoy Sky. And yes, and vice versa. And like you keep I can tell. her alive. No doubt, no doubt. So yeah, actually, uh, our sister Hannah came by this afternoon. We had lunch. Um, she's currently out of school, so that was fun. And I did my laundry. That's that's my day. And, and I, I took mean, a nap. And
2: you got the French open, dude. You're fine. You wake yeah, up you in the morning, you're on the red club. Chris,
1: a daytime sporting event like the French is huge for the vacation.
0: Are they still... like the, Does the French go 24 hours a day? Like, yeah, they play I've, 24 hours a day. I've well,
1: you can't it. tell when it's live and when it's not on ESPN and Tennis <laughs> Channel. They just replay the coverage, but they don't have an earlier bug or anything on the screen. So you don't know that it's... On tape, it's been like eleven. It's been the tennis channel has been on my TV
0: since I woke up. Let me tell like you, Chris, eight eight they bucks. stopped
2: playing there about three hours ago.
0: Okay, all right. So none of the stuff I was pretty
2: just much watching once it hits two p.m. Uh, they stop because but it's it too dark. Light it's over dark. There. In no, France. it really doesn't. They they had to stop at like. Chris 8:15 is right last ab- night. about
1: the Parisian twinkle, though.
2: It does stay light
1: a little. How ridiculous
2: night. is it? I mean, I I got <laughs> called out last time by when we were doing the Aussie <laughs> Open, but
1: yes, wow.
2: I hope you don't draw the ire of the French. Get some lights. You, oh, you mm. want them... Come on. You want them under the lights in French. Yeah, like if we're going to stop playing in the third set, you're going to ruin my mojo.
1: So I was going... I want to get you on the French quickly because we're not going to do it the rest of the show. But I wanted to point out on the opposite end of the work spectrum right now is you. Some are comparing this work run you're on 10 days in a row to Joe DiMaggio. No, Ripken. 50, Ripken. Iron That's Man. a better comparison. You're the Iron it's Man. consecutive games. Not so a, you yeah. worked for the weekend. You're still going. It's 10 in a row. People are wondering when you're going to stop, if you're going to stop. Or are you going to stop? No days off. They're not taking weekends in Russia, Chris. Well, he's also a star now. I mean, are we going to talk about that? Well, that's true. We were just talking about Zach doing the weekly hit on MLB Network, MLB Central, 10 Eastern. Check it out. Now You Know is the name of the segment. He gives a few stats once a week on the show so we were talking about the stats for tomorrow yeah I got. and let's just say he has something with jd martinez in the oven it's not fully Alex's baked.
2: idea was very good jd martinez best hitter of all time who's the worst fielder
1: yeah i'm re-engaged in baseball this year you really Alex, are in, uh, a, in a way that is is just special and so i'm i'm just like noticing things about the game one of them is that jd martinez is a very good hitter and an awful fielder
2: well that's why the designated hitter position is very good right
1: and then you think about it a little more and you realize that those are like they're basically different sports yeah hitting and fielding. jackie bradley jr very good at fielding so very bad at hitting chris these are just some of the things i'm spending my time thinking about
0: uh, it's nice that you're giving thought nuggets to Zach uh, that are yes. so bland and surface <laughs> level
1: for no, a statistically-based segment. You, you, your first one had to deal with Otani, Otani, another one of my favorites, and it was basically Otani runs as fast as this guy average speed, throws as fast as this guy at average speed, hits exit velocity as fast as this guy, and they were all very surprising You like names. that one. I loved it. So you're doing great.
2: Otani, I feel like, kind of started your engine. With baseball, he he was part of it, and then the Red Sox kind of have taken you from the Sox. Don't lose. So being
1: a Sox fan, it's very fun to watch them. Right, and Otani has been yeah my other favorite thing gone.
2: Clue, we have
1: a good draft for you today, and this is Zach's idea, little brainchild of his. Loops here, we're doing TV and movie badasses. Call it. Not superheroes. We're talking the Jack Bowers, Jason Bournes of the world. Sort of very effective. Just
2: kind of a guy you'd want in the foxhole with you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Kind of a Swiss Army knife sort of dude that you can get you done, out of any we're situation. We're you know exactly. You're thinking what I'm at saying. home. Your brain's turning. You're fired up. You like it, Chris? Yeah. You got you know, some good names. I do. So I want to. Anything else we got to mention here? Friend of the show, Ryan Patino had a baby boy this week yeah we're, i'm an uncle now luke patino um hopefully you'll listen to this in a couple weeks when you're listening to podcasts and he can already
2: talk he can he can talk already yeah. and throw a baseball i got him a gift for that many of the gifts him yet. nine pounds three ounces huge very big baby i was big you're a you were nine two i thought i was nine eight no no you were nine three luke is nine two. very close in size to me so that's all good
1: couldn't leave the intro without a shout out we're gonna do mostly nba but chris we gotta start on the curious case of ryan colangelo in philadelphia the ringer breaking a story on his five fake twitter accounts and it's just so weird i i it's like one of the strangest sports stories i've read in a while
0: it's funny because i first saw it last night on twitter like i saw uh, bill simmons tweeted it out obviously and i was like oh it's kind of interesting i'm not gonna read it and first then, of all,
1: big uh, it's like the big first investigative break I can think of of the Ringers. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, there's no doubt and it's excellent
0: work. Oh, it's um, it's awesome reporting. And but I'm like I'm not going to read this. I don't really whatever. It looks stupid. And then like t- like 20 minutes later, I realized like everyone around the NBA was tweeting about this and how insane it was. And then I was like, it was one of those things where he's like, all right, I got to check it out. Then I texted dad. I'm like, did you see this Brian Colangelo thing? He's like, he's like, just read the article. What is going on? Um, And it's sort of, it's also, he caught the brutal slow news day for it, right? Like the finals aren't till tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, We're recording (laughs) this on a Wednesday. It's like him and Roseanne Barr just in the crosshairs um, of American society. Yeah. You can catch a news cycle. He caught a bad one from the news cycle perspective, but... It is, to your point, like, we talked about it before the show, and you were like, is this the weirdest thing you can remember? And we both agreed, it's not Manti Teo weird,
1: but it's way up there. It's weird, man. It is in that category of just inexplicably bizarre stories. And just to set it up a little, basically, a, a random source on Twitter hit up this writer at The Ringer and said, I have found this weird Consistency between these five dummy Twitter accounts that essentially I have determined are run by Brian Colangelo and now the Sixers have admitted that one of the accounts was in fact his but they haven't admitted to the other four which are mostly responsible for tweets about among other things Joel Embiid's partying habits Joel Embiid's medical history uh, Markel Fultz his collar size on his shirts which apparently people criticize and it is su- it is such strange behavior for anyone but chris this is a, a president of a basketball team in his 50s behaving like a 13 year old
0: well allegedly I, I think the other thing that makes this so weird is the risk reward of of what is going on here and like this guy is many people believe the Sixers are in position to have the most influential summer in the NBA. Like, there's there's a great chance that they're going to be able to get LeBron James. Uh, they have an embarrassment of riches from a talent perspective. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, he's going to be fired. We're recording this on a Wednesday. I would be shocked if by the time that the Game 1 in the NBA Finals tips off, this guy still has a job. Absolutely shocked. Because they can't go into—they they have to get this story— away from them as fast as possible as they go into, as I said before, like the most important offseason they probably ever had as
1: a franchise. It is, it is really interesting from the offseason perspective. I mean, you think about what a player's perspective must be. Like, okay, I'm thinking about Boston – run by Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens, or the Sixers run by this guy with five dummy Twitter accounts.
0: But by the way, a guy who previously, like previous to the five dummy Twitter accounts, this is a very well-respected person in the NBA. So well-respected. Oh, yeah, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, So so well-respected that... The NBA, like many people, agree that like the NBA stepped into the Sam Hinkie process experiment, and we're like, we need to put someone with respectability into this, into the Sixers organization. Somebody who, because they had become such a laughing stock, losing as much as they were losing, they they said, let's get a guy like Colangelo in there and and give some some uh, dignity to the organization. And it can, all of it, all of his integrity goes out the window when he's ripping his own players, which some of these accounts, that's what he's doing. So clearly,
1: and this doesn't really come as a surprise, but clearly he holds some serious resentment for Hinky and the credit that he gets, right? No doubt. Like, that, um, that seems to be fueling a lot of this. And, and Also, me, the thing about his collar seems to really upset him. I, you gotta just Google it. Go go online, Google Colangelo collar. He wears shirts with really big collars, but some of these tweets are, are telling people that those are normal size collars. They're just not. I and, just
2: don't understand, like, what the benefit is. Like, there's well, random trolls on Twitter that yeah. say stuff about everyone. Like, I just don't get how you could think this is better. So
1: this is what I asked Chris pre-show, um, production meeting. I asked him if he thinks that colangelo is just a strange guy with this strange habit of defending himself under the guise of a fake account or if he thinks he's actually moving the needle in some conniving way and i think it might be a little both we concluded clue clue.
0: i also think the the key one of the keys is is just understanding the medium right we have grown up with twitter being a pretty ubiquitous medium um especially around sports this is a guy in his 50s And like I said before, obviously the other story that comes to mind here is the Kevin Durant story. Kevin Durant is a millennial. He was sort of just getting in the mix, going back and forth, defending himself. This is a a 55-year-old guy or 52-year-old guy who's, who's... really starting to disclose some private and intimate details of the way the organization is run, to me, a big part of this is just an, a, a lack of understanding sort of what he's doing. He must he, have
2: no idea, like, how Twitter works. He must, and he must just be, right now, be like, oh, my God. Like, the only way I can see this benefiting him is if, if he like, these were just automatically, like, his fake tweets were automatically seen by, like, all important people in the league. Yeah. <laughs> and there
1: is also a, an, a misunderstanding that you can get away with this sort of thing. Now. Right, right. I agree with that 100%. You, I can get you, away j- with it. You, you can't. Like, I I feel like people still don't really get how easy it is to figure this stuff out. And Chris, the source is a very interesting thing to me here. Some guy figured it out.
2: That's and, incredible that somebody And put it
1: out. together, and basically they explain in The Ringer, he kind of talks about the DMs with the source and how the guy was... Um, basically an AI and was analyzing the um, the diction and uh, the the types of words that were used and who he was following and, you know, it's Even all the things you, you can
2: put together. Like, if you just not followed anyone, he's like following his son and his friends or not responding to DMs. Like, yeah, you'd never be able to figure this out. Look, didn't didn't the director, the ex director of the CIA,
0: have a burner Twitter account that was discovered, Alex? I mean, well, am I wrong?
1: Comey was using one that people
0: figured out. Right, essentially. Like, people are going to figure this out. It's such. And, and, and to your point before, it's like the idea that you're making any sort of difference, you're arguing with no one.
1: It, it, so, yeah. I mean, these accounts have 40, 50, and on Twitter, though. In a
0: way, way, it's sad, but it also, like, this whole day just shows you. And, and even I and and we like not that we have this huge Twitter presence, but I mean yeah. It's, it, look, it's not small. It's pretty, you know. And those who do follow us, they care. Yes, but the point they are the, the point, rabid, rabid. The point based. I'm trying to make is, it's a scary place, man. Like I've yeah. I've sometimes even things, and I, we never like get close to the line <laughs> because like we're not trying to rile people up or say anything super borderline. But I've sent you guys like. Screenshots for him, and like, is there any way you could construe this as as being like off color? Yeah. Um, and it just shows you this whole day, like this this is gonna this is gonna take his job a hundred
1: percent in my opinion. Wow you uh you're really you're really laying down the gauntlet on this firing. You think no doubt about it, no, Alex. They cannot go into the like he's ripping Joel and beat. They no, can't have. It's their... not like he's this genius. Like get him right. out, get no. somebody but, new. And by the, the way, waiting. they were talking about, and it was a good way to just like reanalyze. The Sixers, right? The, this story. The Markel Fultz thing uh, is an epic fumble. You think so, they should have picked Tatum? Uh, it, it's insane yeah. that they traded up to get Markel Fultz and he plays 13, what, 13 games? Well, and not ex- to
0: mention the optics of having Markel Fultz literally not playing a minute or playing maybe five minutes in the Eastern Conference semifinals yeah. against Boston. Also, yeah Jason Tatum Boston shreds them.
2: Having yes. the first pick. Yeah, knowing you're going to take Tatum, <laughs> yeah. but then realizing that somebody yeah. is willing to trade you for that pick and pick somebody that's terrible. It's so funny. It's and, so funny. And
0: what about what about Sam Hinkie makes his triumphant return, completes the cycle wow. this summer? Trust if I was starting a team, Hinkie would be my first process. <laughs> Dude, the problem with Hinkie is Nothing. okay. <laughs> it wor- first of all, it worked out, it, and and you can sort of debate it because just as he got he did really well with Embiid and Simmons, but he missed a lot of other picks. But he was so weird, man. A lot of people are also speculating on the fringes that wow. this could be a hinky setup. Hinky could be the source. Hinky is
2: the
1: source and the dummy
2: accounts? That hinky just, I... is Colangelo. <laughs> oh. Colangelo is
1: hinky. <laughs> I, I mean, that puts a bow on it very nicely. All right, let's talk about the basketball still being played. We are on the eve of the NBA Finals. It will be the fourth in a row between the Cavs and the Warriors, Mike Greenberg said today that makes it the best rivalry in sports. Hot take took a lot of heat for it, but he that he said that very, that very fact. Yeah, shout out, is, that, it is a
2: rare thing. You don't see teams play four straight times. In you just five. don't. You don't. No. It doesn't happen. No, um, we pretty much have nailed it on here all year. We've been saying that it's going to be the Cavs and the Warriors, and there look like times there wasn't going to be. And, we talked about how we didn't believe the Cavs were going to lose until they were actually down four games, and that's what happened. And now they're the biggest underdogs in the history of the NBA Finals. So Vegas has the,
1: Vegas says they're the biggest underdog ever.
2: Yeah, Chris, what do you think of that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look good for the Cavs. I mean, I, I was trying—I so was sort of trying to talk myself into or just in my head different scenarios in which the Cavs could be competitive in the series. And what, what I keep coming back to is just. The Cavs last year, while they were somewhat competitive in the two home games, I mean, they won one and the other was close, they had Kyrie Irving. Uh, so this Cavs team, in my opinion, and Zach, I don't know if you agree, they're markedly worse than the team they were last year. Now, the Warriors are also missing Iguodala. I'm not even sure for how long, so that makes a difference. But but the Cavs might be losing Kevin Love. I- exactly. So it's so hard to talk yourself into a scenario in which the Cavaliers do not lose this series in four or five games. Um,
2: it's just strange that like the Warriors played as badly as they did. They do Houston. look different than they, they did last Houston year. Houston could right? have taken that game yeah. easily, right?
0: But are you not giving threes. Houston? Are you not giving Houston enough credit though, Zach? I mean, Houston, without Chris Paul, like the.
2: They missed 26 straight threes and lost by 10. It was a remarkable stretch. And had a chance to win of, in the fourth quarter after missing yeah. 26 straight threes.
0: I believe that the key difference between Houston and Cleveland is Houston's defensive ability and like their length and ability to defend these guys. Cleveland is just going to be at a mismatch in so many positions. It makes you wonder. The other thing is Houston had home court. If Cleveland had home court in this series, I think it might be a little bit different. They wouldn't be as big of dogs. But Oracle Arena, I think Golden State's won 17 of 18 games there in the playoffs. So
1: it's all in all a very tall task for number 23. So they, Zach, a lot was made after the Cavs won game seven about him getting this Cavs team to the finals being his crowning achievement of his career. And it was kind of
2: uncomfortable... Yeah, it was the The, first thing they asked in the press conference. It was... With his whole team there. The whole team surrounding him. Is this your most impressive thing you've ever done? Taking these idiots. idiots.
1: Taking that guy who can't play, this guy who's blind. He started. And and LeBron, he kind of... He didn't snap, but he was thinking the same thing we were thinking. Like, shut up, basically. These are my teammates. They're NBA players, right? Right. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah, kind of. But what do you think of it? Like, is that... Is that accurate? I mean, it is like—I mean, it is a middling bunch.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he played. I think that this year, after last year, there's no way he could take it to a next level, and he did. Uh, Like no, Boston couldn't lose at home until you have to play them in a game seven, and then you lose. Like what he did this playoffs has been absolutely. Like you're surprised if he he has thirty-five, ten, and ten, and it's a. He it's not play well. We are numb to it, in a, in a way, yeah, aren't we? he scored 48 times. I don't know if it was his crowning achievement,
1: but I feel like he is playing it's his best. not. Bat- his no, cr- no, 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 no. It's not. No, no, Coming But I from, think
0: he is playing his best basketball. That, I think there might be some merits to that. Coming back from 3-1 against a 73-win Warrior team I, and winning Game 7 no, on the no, road.
1: No, no, 100%. Crowning achievement. So I think but that that's he, one of those things where like, it's a rush. I, I There's test, no doubt that I he's test better for now than me Right now, he's the best LeBron he's ever been. Yeah.
0: No, no, I agree with that. I'm just saying I I just hate the idea that it's like it shows you how quickly, though, people forget, right? It's like that was two years ago. They came back from 3-1 against a team that people said was the greatest team of all time that won 73 regular season games. And now they're like, how about beating the Celtics, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, it's not the same. That was a bigger deal. But this is still impressive.
1: No doubt about it. Zloop, do you think he's already made up his mind about what he's doing next? Yeah. You think it's done? I think he's going to Houston. Do you think you don't you don't have to say a city, but do you think he's already decided? I it, the favorite right now
0: in Vegas, and I now look. I don't know how the Colangelo Twitter fiasco <laughs> is go, is going to affect it. But the, the line I must looked, have moved. Dude. I looked at it. The this markets morning, moved today, and and Philadelphia is number one. Cleveland's number two. It's like, and now we got you know Jerry with his burner accounts might so be screwing the whole thing up. Or excuse me, Brian. Yeah, I'm sure he's made up his mind. I, I, you know, I don't know. Obviously, if they win the championship in Cleveland, it will give him probably some pause. But if what happens in the way it plays out, like LeBron's pretty smart about basketball. I'm sure he has an idea that this is going to be a, a lot to ask. I'm sure he has uh, some contingency plans. But I, I do think that there are other things going on, like especially with Kawhi, for example, and Paul George. Interesting. They could, that might tip the scales one way or another. You know, like if he could get... If, and, Zach, uh, correct me if you think I'm wrong here. If he could get Kawhi Leonard to Cleveland, I believe that th- that he might stay in
2: Cleveland. I don't think there's any way he says. Okay. I think that – I don't know if he's necessarily made up his mind just because there isn't a – there isn't, like, a perfect option this time. You know, like, he, he went to Miami and he had everything exactly scripted out how he wanted to, and then he went back to Cleveland, which trade sense. And this time it's – there's flaws in every scenario pretty much. Um but I, I I don't like the idea that people think he's gonna stay in the East because he's doesn't want to have to go through Warriors. It's like he's you're gonna lose three straight times to them in the finals. Well, what does it make a difference if he has to play them one round before?
1: That's my thing about the the East versus West. You got
2: to beat the Warriors. You have to beat the Warriors. He's about to lose to, win to them the title for the third time in four so, years.
1: To me though, it's a path
0: of le- of least resistance. Like it's I don't necessarily think it's about the Warriors. To me, I do think that See, there are just is. so many. To me it's no, just about the Warriors. I understand it's about the wars, but there's more quality team. there There's no doubt that there's the quality of ta- and depth of talent in the West is considerably deeper. Like, you'll be playing the Trailblazers in the first round, or you'll be playing the Pelicans yeah, in the first round, least as resistance. opposed to playing, you know, as opposed to playing, you know, the Raptors being the number one seed in the East, like, it's. I know what you're saying about the Warriors, but there are so many more good players, and there are so many good, more well-run organizations in the West to try to get to the finals than, than what he deals with now. Do you First, think that, none of those teams are going to matter if he's on the Rockets? Yeah. No, but if it, but well, if he goes to like the Lakers with Paul George, I'm not sure that's that's that they're better. I than just
1: made the argument that it's easier to win a title from the East based on no, who you have to made play the in the title. The and now rounds. he's ten to one to win it. Yes, I know. But you could make like they. You can make the argument that they would have had just a harder time coming out of the West.
2: Yeah, that's why I think that he's just going to go to the best possible place, regardless of what conference. They I have. think he will too. And I think that he's about to get beat again by the Warriors, probably bad. And there's going to be one focus, and it's going to be how do I beat them. And I think it's the exact same focus that the Rockets have. Yeah, it's they all just people lost them again.
1: It's all the contenders think about. Yeah, is how do we beat this team, and. I mean, it is interesting, Chris, like, I think we could look back on this year as the last year of an Eastern Conference that wasn't really impressive with the Sixers and the Celtics at the top of it. You know, the last last year wasn't like a powerhouse conference because of those two teams.
0: I agree. I mean, apparently, it's it's obvious that those two teams are going to go up against each other time after time going forward. Uh, although, these things are always so fluid in the NBA. It's funny. People always say th- that something's going to last forever, and then somehow something changes. But it does certainly look like when you watch that Sixers-Celtics series, and you're watching those games, you're thinking to yourself, all right, I'm going to be seeing Tatum and Embiid and Simmons and all these guys for a number of years going up against each other. And that'll be a great rivalry, too.
1: It w- it's really funny, like... Stevens gets and deserves a ton of praise, obviously. No, but it's gone over. It's, it's jumped the shark. Dude. And he, you know what I was thinking about? He's doing his press conference after Game 7. He, this guy hasn't won anything, mm-hmm. ever. He got Butler—you know, it was remarkable what he did, and it's crazy what he's doing. You're it. not allowed to say what you just said. No, but— Take I, it back. Chris, I'm just—he's never held a trophy. But we've I don't know talked
0: if, about this before. He, he sets it up so he's
1: shorthanded as hell, and that way, yeah. no matter what, he's yeah. like, yep, I did my best. Right. He's always exceeding <laughs> expectations, but I don't know if he's ever, like—I don't know if he's—he never coached in high school, I don't think. I don't know if he's ever won a championship. <laughs> I guess Butler like won whatever the match or whatever the hell. Not like David draft. Blatt
0: who won 14 championships in Israel exactly. before he came oh,
1: over here. God, Blatt! Remember the amount of chatter there was. They're about like, Blatt's look, this, is a, this is, is a guy who gets championships. Knows how to win basketball. Games. In one year, he
0: won 11
2: championships in the EuroLeague. You don't get how it works, but it makes sense. <laughs> they're gonna. <laughs> they might have the best team in the league going next year. I'm not sure they're gonna be just as good as the Warriors. Celtics, yeah, yeah, they're gonna be quite
1: good we we talk a lot about it when we're in the doldrums of the sports calendar year, but you look up on Tuesday night, you're flipping around on TV. You got yourself a Game Seven in the uh, Conference Finals in the NBA. You got yourself a Stanley Cup Game One, and the Bachelorette's over on ABC. So it's not, you know, we're in a we're in a good spot right now. Yeah, no, it's a hundred days till football season. Yesterday,
0: um, you're right. The the way I mean, I know that we're sort of. It sounds a little bit complainy the way that people are talking about the finals, and it makes sense. It it does look like a mismatch on paper, but you can't ask for anything more than you got Mm -mm. from those two conference Mm -mm. finals. And and like having two days in a row, back to back game sevens. I was I just it's unusual where you're where where you are fired up all day um, for a game seven. I felt that way both days. I even was kind of keeping up with the Stanley Cup. It is. It has turned into a good time, and then you throw in the you know the first the first impression rose on the Bachelorette, and and we're cooking with gas. Zach, the last
1: three, and I'll leave you guys with this before this we move on. This is fascinating. I know what you are going to say. It's fascinating. Yeah, the last three first impression roses have gone to the eventual winner of the Bachelorette. What does that say about love in our time? And we we'll leave you with that question, that burning question. as we transition to this week's draft, TV and movie badasses, Kloop. Get your board out. Kloop, you ready with your board over there? Yeah, I
0: got a good
1: board. We're going descending order height. That means me first, Zloop. Tallest. Whatever. Kloop second, Zloop three. I think Kloop edges is your height, right? Um, Kloop's my favorite. We go with the first pick. And, you know, it's hard to, to not go with someone out of your own American intelligence service, Chris. But I gotta go James Bond with the one here. If we're talking guys. Yeah, you wanna be the Fox a right? No, yeah, do we have yeah. are we picking individual Bonds? No, but you should. You should. If we are, I'm going Craig. That's stupid. I'm going Daniel. Who's you. apparently Zach making, I read yesterday, a reported sixty-six million dollars for his final. He's gonna sell a lot.
2: He deserves it. He's got him by the balls. He's I think
1: I, I think your calculation is the exact same as the studios. And I'm really excited they're not going to start shooting until 2018 but i digress clue number two pick i'm going to go with sean
0: wang uh shanghai knights that's jackie chan's character uh, <laughs> he's just like a loyal friend and he's what real, a pick he's that real, guy
1: is so effective
0: yeah he's so effective especially in small quarter combat chris um, when he breaks excellent.
1: him out of the prison in yeah sh-
0: using by peeing on the thing yes. and then yeah so um anyone who hasn't seen shanghai knights that's a little spoiler alert uh but yeah i'll take
2: chan wang played by jackie chan that's great on the turn question yep we said no superheroes yes what about magicians
0: I f- as long as they're using legitimate yes. deception yes. and it's not, if it's sleight of
1: hand, if it's if it's every day wand, if it's everyday no 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 no, if we're talking about a Weasley brother, no, that's not we're this, not that's taking not- the Boy Who no. Lived, uh, okay? No, no. Yeah, no. No. oh, you'd want you want Harry Potter in your foxhole. Uh, yeah, Harry, Harry
0: Potter's with- no, Harry Potter's number one on my board. Yeah, well, good luck with that wand. Followed by Remus Lupin.
2: Every wizard. Um. Okay, I will go Jack Sparrow. He's a pirate. He's a pirate. I like that. Yeah. I want a guy as little, you know. See, you got to keep your eye on him, though. I know. Because he's kind of
1: a but weasel. He's got to keep never... his eye on me. Yeah, he might screw you or... Nobody really knows what his exact motivations are. It's kind of
2: my style. Okay, if you Sparrow. You have some booty. Sean oh, yeah, this... Wang to Sparrow is not how I expected the two and the three going here. So I'm a little thrown. And I'll tell you who's going to keep his eye on Jack Sparrow. Make sure no funny business is going yeah. on. Tommy Shelby. Yeah. Tommy Shelby, the Blonders another guy
1: who might screw you over. So you—that's a—it's an interesting collection of characters you got in the Foxhole. It's gonna be nuts. You Shelby, Rip and Sig Sparrow. I'll
2: tell you who's the first to die. You're looking at yeah. All right, Clube, Who are you putting
0: alongside Chong Wang? Um, I'm taking this. Uh, his name, I believe, is pronounced Go By. Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. He plays Chris Farley's brother, uh, or not really his real brother, but his ninja counterpart. He helps him to get out of again very tricky situations in Los Angeles and Beverly Hills. And he also
2: does so without, no, when, without letting him know, which is very impressive. Most
0: of the time, yeah, he doesn't even realize he's being helped. So that guy, he's got the sleight of hand. He's got the ninja skills. If you guys are picking up on a theme here, it's because I'm going for it. You have Chon Wang and go By, Beverly Hills Ninja, that makes it, you know, people people know who I mean. He's got long hair. Uh, he's a very helpful Counter
2: That guy's unbelievable. You're right. I okay.
1: Mean, Love your team so far, Clue. <laughs> Number two on my squad to go along with Bond. I'm going to take, Zach, one of your favorite characters in any action film, I think, Samuel Gerard of the U.S. Marshal Service from the Fugitive and U.S. Marshals Tommy Lee Jones. Is that Jones. Tommy Lee Jones' character? CLJ, yeah. Yeah, that guy's great. Like
2: Kimball. I was thinking about taking Kimball.
1: I mean, Chris, this is a guy who can hunt a fugitive.
0: Yeah, but he also has a compassionate side. He does. So if he believes that you're innocent, he might secretly help you out. Shout out Harrison Ford. He has a
1: moral compass. I'm the sorry. next guy to round out my team, less. Of a moral compass little more of a gray area zach i'm taking brian mills from taken that's liam neeson's character and this is a guy that tears through europe in one day um in a way that you just don't see a lot
2: yeah i mean that's a you have a strong team he had one phone
1: conversation right with these with these cap cap capturers. yeah well, he... Whatever. Yeah. They definitely... They take people. They take people. Yeah. That's their business. He has one conversation. He flies to France. Next thing you know, he's he's chasing the spotter over He's also
2: very calm. Like, his daughter gets kidnapped, and he, he knows exactly what to do. It's like it had happened before. It's crazy. So, he's old, though. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have a shelf life. So... Bond,
1: Samuel Gerard, and Brian Mills have taken. Klup, finish out your squad here. You have Chan Wang and go by... Of uh,
0: oh, all right.
1: Beverly I'm taking, Hills Ninja. God, I I'm thought
0: taking about that movie. Clyde Shelton, that's Gerard Butler's character in law abiding citizen. That guy does not fuck around. My God. Oh. I, I
1: like I like that actor. He takes drastic action in this film many times. Interesting squad. I you got some chemistry issues I think that might need to be worked out, but <laughs> especially with the time periods. And, and Zach with the team of absolute vagabonds,
2: Sparrow and Shelby can i have achilles <laughs> no come on dude can, if you hit him in the achilles he's done we so, said no superheroes you try to take harry potter and achilles neither and those Greek guys, god neither of those guys are superheroes are you gonna take someone do you want iron man or are you gonna finish i mean it too, all, you're gonna finish the sparrow and shelby i mean i'm good with those two can i take jason bourne yes First. He's a CIA agent. I just wanted to tie you up in this bow. Jason Bourne is way more of a superhero than Achilles. Okay, he's a super soldier built like Dude, he's
0: just very like athletic and good at killing. But Bourne is a real guy. Achilles is a made-up
2: men. Right, Jason Bourne really lives. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's Bond, Teresa, Brian okay. Mills,
1: Kluke, Chon Wang, Go By of Shanghai Knights, Clyde, Sheldon. What a sketchy squad. Sparrow, Tommy Shelby, and Jason Bourne. Yeah, we're back. That is a volatile mixture. We'll see you next week.